Good afternoon and welcome listeners to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM. And welcome to Mandy McAvoy who's joining us today and leaves next week from Fremantle uh, on the yacht in Dolphin, which is sailing across the Australian Bight and then will be an entrant in this year's Sydney Hobart. G'day, Mandy. G'day, Ed. Good to be back in the studio, and congratulations on a, uh, a great interview with Luke Parkinson last week. It was great to uh, to listen in and catch up in, from Parco in uh, in uh, Cape Town. Yeah, well, it was nice to hear from him, Mandy, and we're hoping we can get it happening again at the conclusion of uh, their trip up to Abu Dhabi, and that would be really good. Um, but, you know, I, I got excited about that, but I, I'm actually getting a bit excited about the Australian Optimist Championships uh, and Open Championships coming up down at the Fremantle Sailing Club from the 3rd to the 10th of January. With, with hundreds of boats expected, plus uh, families, it's going to be really big. I, I only learnt this week uh, about their ranking system they use for the Oppie sailors. They actually rank them from the regattas that they do. And when I was talking to the Hillary's Yacht Club, Chris Kelly in particular, uh, about the regatta up there. The points will go from that regatta to the ranking. I see that young Campbell Stewart won the gold fleet and Joshua Pang was in second place. Uh, and as we mentioned, the Volvo race, leg two started uh, last night. Uh, and for those uh, who missed it, there is a podcast of Luke Parkinson available, as we mentioned. And, and that was fantastic. And you can get it on the 91.3 FM website. The Tasers have started to arrive uh, for their World Championships in Geograph Bay and with over 120 of them expected, I, I think it's going to be a great regatta. I think Nick Douglas is coming over from uh, Sydney. She runs a radio show over there. She's been a world champion before and maybe we'll try and catch up with her. There's a big race on tomorrow, the Governor's Cup. It's a pursuit race for the two Royal Clubs and I understand that there's 120 entries. Black Betty's on scratch, 67 minutes after the first <laughs> yacht. Uh, I've had a look at the form, Mandy. I, I like the look of the far 9.2 elusive uh, of Richard Brisbane Cohen. I think they're a chance. And I like Gen Genevieve of Rory Argyle. I think starting off pretty early in the fleet, I reckon they're a chance. Uh, the Bakewell 8 of the Fox of Alan Thomas, I think they're a chance. Uh, and my sort of roughie is uh, the X Factor being sailed by Will Hammond. But, Mandy, you've been having a bit on because you're about to go away. So what is actually happening for you, dear? Indeed, Ed. Uh, looking to uh, to pack up and leave on Endorphin, as you mentioned, on uh, on Sunday. So uh, that trip will take us across the bite, as you mentioned, over to Sydney. And we're looking door to door to hopefully do it uh, straight through in, in 10 to 14 days. So I'm accompanied by uh, the owner, Mark Giles, and Paul Hansen. <clears throat> so just the three of us. So... It will be a, a fairly big trip, but I have been busy. We've, uh, we've had this uh, Sid Corsa Etchells Regatta, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, but also this Friday uh, tonight, I'm looking forward to the uh, Royal Freshwater Bay um, IRC demonstration. They're having two windward lures in Freshwater Bay from 5 o'clock. So get down to Freshie if you wanted to watch that from the lawn. That'll be a fantastic spectacle. They've got Black Betty, The X Factor. Uh, Me Too, Problem Child from um, Royal Perth, Nimbus and The Next Factor. So it'll be a great demonstration race. And uh, as you said, yes, just uh, finalising my uh, my next few days will be packing up and, and getting ready for the uh, for the round trip, which should be some uh, 5,000 nautical miles, which I think is, is uh, only just less than my total sum of offshore experience on the East Coast. And I'll, I'll double it with this trip. 
So what are you packing, Mandy? What sort of things are you doing packing? <laughs> I actually just put a call out on uh, on Facebook to uh, to see if anybody had an 80 to 100 litre dry bag because I thought that my 50 litre wouldn't quite cut it. Uh, but there will be no high heels or makeup in there, Ed. It will uh, all be essential yachting equipment. A uh, few people have come back and said I should be packing lighter. Uh, obviously, the uh, the bag won't do the trip from Sydney to Hobart with me. It will be flown down. Uh, but, yeah, there's just, you know, thermals, shorts, T-shirts, wet weather gear, safety gear, all of that sort of stuff, the general the general stuff. Oh, well, it's going to be good to follow you as that uh, all happens. But, Mandy, um, I happened to bump into a regatta down at the Royal Perth Yacht Club last weekend, the Sid Corsa Regatta. That's a pretty big regatta for Etchells. Uh, how many boats were actually in the regatta? We had 20 boats, um, as I have alluded to previously on the show. The Swan River Etchells fleet is a combined one, so the boats come from both Royal Clubs, Royal Perth and Royal Freshwater Bay, and this was the 21st anniversary of the Sid Corsa Regatta. And just a little bit about Sid, he wasn't the first Etchellian in WA. Uh, Chris Hardy, the former Commodore from Royal Perth, was um, on his uh, his boat Bolero, but Sid uh, joined the, the fleet very soon after and actually uh, didn't buy just one boat, but he bought six across and managed to convince some of the WA yachting luminaries to move from Solings to Etchells. Um, by his own words, he thought that the Etchells handled the uh, the Frio Doctor a little bit better and, and the sea breeze conditions. But yeah, we had 20 boats, which uh, was a good number. Uh, we're getting... We're getting 18 to 20 out there for our Metropolitan Series quite regularly. Uh, there are a few notable absentees. A few people couldn't make it for various reasons. So uh, you know, it would have been nice to have a few more, but we certainly had a, a red-hot fleet, plenty of state, national and, uh, and world champions amongst them. And so was the format uh, over two days, uh, mornings and afternoons? Yeah, we had it at, uh, hosted by Royal Perth this year. We take it in turns between the two clubs. It was a uh, seven-race regatta with a minimum of four, and, uh, and thankfully we got all seven in. So we started on the Saturday morning. We had an 8.30 first warning and we've got three races in, in fairly uh, fairly tricky conditions, sort of east-nor'easters before the sea breeze filled in. We were off the water by 12 to allow the uh, club river racing. So we had a, a break of about four odd hours there. And then we uh, we revved ourselves up to get back on the boats and head out into the uh, strong south-south-westers of that afternoon where we had two races. And the event concluded on Sunday morning in next to uh, next to no breeze, but we got the two two flights in, and so we finished the regatta with seven races, allowing one drop. Um, and uh, and Manny, who did well, and uh, were there any sailors there that you noticed had an unexpectedly good result? Uh, unexpectedly good results. Um, I think that the usual suspects were up the pointy end, and I'll run through those uh, in a minute. Um, but I think that um, actually ourselves on Chicken Soup, we were probably the best placed of the unknowns. And what, what I mean by that is that uh, my skipper, Mark Cryer, has been sailing in the, in the fleet for some uh, five or six years, but he's only been helming his own boat for 18 months. And uh, he had myself. I've been sailing in, in Etchell's class for nearly seven years now, but we also had a, uh, a new girl with us, Karen Kodak, who joined us in the Winter Series. So uh, it's her first time uh, on Etchell's. So I think we did pretty well. We finished 12th out of 20, and it was pretty tight between 10th, 11th and 12th. Um, but the winners, the big winners were uh, the Croc, and uh, that's the newest boat in our fleet, 1402. It's owned by Mike Manford. 
and unfortunately due to some um, family health issues, Mike couldn't steer the boat, so he got uh, Brad Sheridan in. And, uh, you know, no pressure on Shero, given that the Sid Corsa last year was won by Mike Manford and, and he and his boys, Dean McCauley and Nick Gray, have been sailing together for the past three years and, and doing exceptionally well. These boys really le- do lead the fleet. They won the Australian titles at uh, Fremantle a couple of years back. Uh, Dean McCauley, many people might know, he's the Vice Commodore of Freshie these days, but he's uh, a former world champion in Flying 15s and, as I said, Australian champion uh, on the crock. And Nick Gray, he uh, started sailing Etchells at uh, 19 with Rob Bird, who's uh, since passed away, but our Metropolitan Series trophies uh, named after another doyen of the class in, in Rob. And Nick grew up through mirrors and lasers, but, yeah, he started sailing the Etchells at 19, so he's probably been 20-odd years in the fleet and is a serious competitor. So Shero stepped on board, um, and actually Shero's partner, Jodie Earnshaw, she filled in for Nick on the Sunday. Uh, Nick was unable to make it. His little boy took ill. So they did exceptionally well. They uh, they finished on 15 points. They were the clear leaders. And second place went to uh, Ray Smith, Mike Hughes and Alan Smith on St John's Dance. And they were a couple of points behind. And it was good practice for them. They're heading to the Nationals in Adelaide in uh, in January. And third was uh, Skip Lisman. And Skip had Simon Cunningham, Adele Jackson and Jen Troy. So it was Skip's first time sailing four up. And they had a pretty good time of it. So they were they were the winners. They were on the podium. So Mandy, uh, do you have a feel for how many of these Etchells crews will be heading over to South Australia for the uh, Etchells Championships over there after Christmas? Yeah, look, the uh, the Nationals will be held, as we said, at Royal Sydney, uh, oh sorry, Royal South Australian Yacht Squadron from the 11th to the 16th of Jan. And so far, we have Mark and Grant, Love Ladies, Heartstarter entered. We also have Ray Smith's and St John's Dance, and I mentioned his crew got together for the Sid Corsa in training for those Nationals and are expecting to do well. Brad Sheridan's going to be on uh, Tusk with Gary Smith and Brett Shoebridge. They're always solid competitors and they compete uh, around the uh, national circuit. And um, Ian Roberts from Jalorari has told me that uh, he's going to be a competitor too. So there might be a few more boats travel across uh, to to Adelaide, but unfortunately we're not going. But um, hopefully there'll be a couple more entrants from the Swan River fleet. And I, I guess people sail together because they enjoy each other's company. But sometimes these sailors have bumped into each other through their lives and they end up sailing for a long time together. Um, Are there any interesting combinations or permutations that you think stretch back quite a long way? Not in the current fleet. As you said, it's um, a lot of these these, uh, guys and girls have sailed together in different classes uh, on and off together over many, many years. But I think probably the most consistent crew would be be that of the croc for the last three years. Um, But... Yeah, there's, there's people coming in and out of the class. It's great to see more women in the class, and it's also great to see uh, a lot of the young boys when they're uh, back from competing internationally swing into the class, and that, that all bodes well. We're certainly on the up and up here in, uh, in the Swan River fleet. I like the look of the two Smiths with Mark Hughes. I think that's an interesting combination, and I reckon that's a good, uh, good little combination. Well, and proved, those boys proved, go back a long way. Yeah, and it proved uh, very, very well for them uh, coming into the Sid Corsa. They did extremely well. And Mandy, you mentioned this coaching program and uh, look, uh, winning and good results come from coaching. We've talked uh, about that a lot. How is the coaching program working out for the Etchells fleet? It's going really well, Ed. It's uh, every Tuesday afternoon. Um, It's very informal um, so that 
people of all denominations and and uh, jurisdictions can just meet at the the hoist um, on at Freshy at 5 p.m. Uh, you don't have to bring your own boat. There's boats uh, supplied by the skippers at at Freshy, and they regularly get between three and five boats out training. Uh, funny story though, Mark Lovelady reckons he's been doing too much training. He had his worst result in the SID course, and so he's probably <laughs> overtrained. <laughs> but as far as it goes, the uh, yeah the training program's been great. We've had um, Ed Feathers really driving that, and we've had coaching from Dean McCauley. Sam Gilmore's been out there helping us, and uh, and Grant Alderson. So uh, you know, fantastic repertoire of sailors. Yeah, well, I think it's the way to go with more training and it's working out really well for the Etchells fleet and it's great to see it growing. But look, we'll just take a short break from the sponsors and we'll be right back. I'm John Hughes, WA's most trusted car dealer. I guarantee that when people come to do business with me, they'll be treated with courtesy, sincerity, professionalism, efficiency and above all, total honesty. Also, I want your business and I'm prepared to pay for it and I genuinely stand behind every car I sell. So choose your dealer before you choose your car. John Hughes, WA's most trusted car dealer, just over the causeway in Shepparton Road, Victoria Park. Station sponsor. Grand Cinemas has a brand new opening. The Old Como Theatre is now the Signet, showing the most recent films including Pride, Gone Girl, My Old Lady and Exodus, Gods and Kings. And with a brand new candy bar, sound system and screens, it's the only place to watch the latest flicks. Visit 16 Preston Street in Como and check screening times at grandcinemas.com.au or call 9367-1663. Station sponsor. Well, welcome back, listeners, to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM with Ed Feathers and Mandy McAvoy. Um, well, the Sydney Hobart's not far away, and Mandy's just about to head off for it. It's only uh, just over a month now. There's a fleet of 118 boats heading into it and five from Western Australia. The line honours should be battled out between uh, Wild Oats, Perpetual Loyal, Ragamuffin and Comanche of Jim Clark and Australian supermodel Christy Hines-Clark. The smallest boat in the fleet is Luna Sea, and at 10.5 metres, she's not too big. Before the race starts, there'll be a festival of sail with the boats that have previously sailed in the Sydney Hobart, including some of those who did the first race. But Mandy, you're competing in it. We're excited about it. Who are the WA yachts uh, and who's actually in it from WA? Mm, it's very exciting to report, Ed, that there are five WA boats, as you mentioned. Um, that is a record, I thought, from the late 70s, but I've been corrected to the mid-90s. So there are five boats um, leading the pack. I guess I'll talk about Endorphin, the Sydney 47, owned by Mike Giles at Fremantle Sailing Club. Second up is the new Kharkiq 47, and that's owned by Craig Carter of Royal Freshwater Bay. And the boys had their first hit out in the Cabbage Tree Island race, so that was their qualifier last weekend, and they did fairly well, finishing ninth overall and ninth on IRC. Uh, we've got Jaffa, which is the Runnels 39, owned by Terry Posmer, and that's from Royal Perth Yacht Club. Then we've got a uh, brand-new Sunfast 3600, owned by Todd Gerardo of Hillary's Yacht Club, and that's a new build straight into the Eastern States, and those boys have had a couple of hit-outs. Didn't do so well in the cabbage tree. The light breezes of the first half of the race didn't really suit them. Um, and the last, uh, last competitor is probably one of the most fierce and certainly one of the more experienced Sydney to Hobart campaigners, and that's Trevor Taylor's Optimus Prime, which is a Martins 49, and he's representing the Cruising Yacht Club uh, down in Rockingham. So there's a great mix of, of boats, 
of people and of clubs represented. And how's the preparation going for them, Mandy? Where are they at at the moment? Uh, your boat is sailing over. Um, how are the others, uh, the other three from here getting there? Yeah, look, Jaffa is being packed up in the next couple of weeks. They'll be trucking that boat across. Uh, Trevor Taylor will do the Rockingham Race Weekend, which is the beginning of the Farrell Cup Series, and it being his uh, own home waters. He wants to stay for that, so he'll make his way across the bite um, early December to join us at CYCA. And as I mentioned, the uh, Kharkeet 47 Indian is already in Sydney. They did the Cabbage Tree last weekend. And also Kraken has been in Sydney and on the waters for uh, a matter of weeks now. So they're also there. And those boys will have to work out how they get home. But they're, uh, they're already there and have a flying start. Well, let's just go through them a little bit and tell us about some of the crews. Uh, the Indian, uh, which is Craig Carter's boat. Uh, mm. Who are some of the luminaries on his crew there? <laughs> The reprobates or the luminaries? The luminaries I'd prefer to use, man. <laughs> uh, sure. Well, look, the, uh, the sailing master on the boat is, uh, is certainly a very well-known uh, Perth offshore identity and Paul Eldred of One Sails. Um, Paul has most of his team from General Lee joining them, so there's not too many remaining from the old hoodoo man that Craig won the Cisco Trophy with, so they're certainly going with experience here. Um, there's Scooter Disley, there's Timmy Barton, um, John Suriano, obviously Craig and a couple of others. Um, so they'll be, they'll be, you know, very hard to beat, although they haven't got a, a hell of a lot of Sydney to Hobart experience. They've got immeasurable yachting experience on, in offshore conditions and will be fierce competitors. Is that John Suriano who is the partner of Mark Nagel on the boat that won the... Uh, harbour race, I think it must have been. Oh, is he without fear? Is he yeah, he's a partner, oh, with, I believe. So, yeah, I don't think he was sailing on it. The boys have been over there for the last couple of weeks, beavering away, getting the uh, getting the boat ready for uh, for Cabbage Tree. So I'm not sure that he was here for that. And um, and Jaffa, Mandy, who's uh, who's there? I'd see Ron Carterton. I ran into him the other day. He's done a lot of miles offshore, and Ron's sailing in the race. Uh, who else is perhaps is. on the Jaffa? Yeah, unfortunately, they've had some um, some issues with crew and that two have taken <clears throat> excuse me quite seriously ill in uh, in the in the last couple of weeks and we certainly wish them well but um yeah um terry's got a, a good crew together with some offshore experience again not a lot of sydney to hobart's amongst them um there's a husband and wife team some scottish friends of mine andrew and uh, andrew and his wife Anne knowles and they're both looking forward to their first hobart um, but they're certainly going to give it all and uh, I guess around the fleet in the Sydney Hobart, there's not only those people who are sailing on the West Australian boats. There are some others who are sailing from Western Australia on other boats in the race. Uh, any Anyone that you could mention there? Yeah, indeed. Obviously, there are a lot of uh, mostly WA crew on the WA boats, although we have a... Uh one of our crew is uh, is our navigator Warren Bat, who many of the older offshore the sailors, Batman. yeah, will know him from uh, Mustang Sally days, and he sailed with a lot of our boys on Endorphin back then. So he's uh, coming in from New Zealand. He resides in New Zealand these days. He's coming to join us. But yeah, as far as WA sailors on other boats. Uh, probably led by uh, the Sydney to Hobart uh, King. He's probably done more than any of the West Australian sailors put together, but uh, Kingsley Pierce will be on Hootspur. Uh, then Daniel Taylor will be on Pretty Fly 3. I think that's uh, DT's third hit out with the, those boys. Brent Fowler's uh, doing his first Sydney to Hobart. He's on uh, the Cookson 50 Terra Firma. Uh, Jess Sweeney will be navigating again for Scarlet Runner. And Vlad, 
Brad Blanchard will be on uh, Southern Excellence too. So there's a fair few uh, WA sailors competing on uh, Eastern States boats. And uh, Nick Jewson of Moth fame, I understand he's sailing in it. You know, oh, interestingly enough, his dad uh, came here in 1987 on, uh, on the South Australia boat. And I think his dad and Nick are both sailing on a boat, but I don't know uh, which particular one it was. So there's certainly a scattering of Western Australians uh, around around the fleet, uh, and and I know that uh, young Trent Carter will be looking forward to his first race on, on the Optimus on Prime. Yeah, yes, yeah. and some of the crew of Optimus Prime as well, Mandy. Um, oh, look, you've got uh, a fair few usual suspects. Um, there's uh, Lyneth will be their navigator, and and her and Trevor have done many many miles together. Um, Trev's got um, a few of his usual suspects on board. I'm just trying to think of names quickly. Um, That's okay. Oh, Jamie Whedon, of course. Jamie of course, Whedon, who owns yes, Wild yes, Bull. Jamie Whedon. So Jamie yes. will be on the uh, on the main sheet there. Um, young uh, Paul Thompson. Tomo's only done about four years in offshore sailing and done. Uh, this will be his fourth Hobart. So I don't know whether that's luck or good management, but good luck to Tomo. He's on the bow of OP. Uh, and yes, I'm wrecked for the rest of the names, and they'll shoot me afterwards. I'm Mandy, sure. Mandy, Mandy, <laughs> um, I'm I'm also interested in the passage of Endorphin on the trip over to do the Sydney Hobart because this is a massive achievement before you even get to the race. It's the equivalent and of three distance-wise, the equivalent of three races just yeah, to get to the start line. Yes. Now, um. Can you tell us how many stops the boat will actually be making? We want to go door-to-door, Ed. We haven't got time to stop. We want to get to Sydney. I want to get to Sydney for the Extreme Max series on the 8th. We're booked into CYC from the 3rd. And, look, conservatively, we're hoping to do it in 10 to 14 days. Now, that is straight through in perfect conditions. But uh, after Wednesday racing at Royal Perth, they were uh, running a book on how many stops we might make. So I think it, the average was about four. Uh, they were picking Esperance, um, then uh, Seduna and uh, Port Ferry and Wilson's Prom, Refuge Cove there and Eden. And Mandy, we don't want a tour of the Australian <laughs> bite, thank you. But uh, Absolutely, I want to get there, get what, there and get uh, started. What food will you actually be taking? <clears throat> well, the boys' wives have uh, cooked up a storm. I usually do most of the catering on the boat, but they've relieved me of those, uh, those duties in the last couple of weeks. So Mike Giles' lovely wife, Chris, who allows us all to go yachting on this farm, vessel she's been cooking up a storm so too Mike's daughter Michelle and then also Paul's wife Ellen um, they're of um, uh, Norwegian uh, background so I'm not sure we might be dining on kippers all the way across but as a Sydney 47 cruiser racer she has uh, quite a few comforts you know we've got yeah. double fridges and a big double galley yeah. oven so uh, we won't be doing it too tough hopefully the, the conditions will mean we're not eating uh, suey min the way over and Mandy <coughs> for the listeners who don't get to do this all the time uh, how are you feeling about the trip that you're about to undertake? How are you actually feeling in yourself? I'm actually excited, and, and I'd be, be lying if I said I wasn't somewhat apprehensive. <clears throat> Excuse me, frog in my throat. I hope I'm not getting sick. Um, yeah, as I said, I've done a lot of miles. I think uh, my most hair-raising experience was on, uh, was on the Super Maxi Nicorette, and we knocked her down in uh, coming down from Sydney to Hobart in uh, about 65 knots and, and the keel wouldn't cant, the electrics went down and we knocked it down about half a dozen times in the middle of the night with a delivery crew of about eight people on board. So I figure if I, get if I could get through that, I can get through most things. But yeah, there's only three of us doing the delivery, so it'll be a fair bit of work. Um, but no, I think I'm more excited than apprehensive about, uh, about getting into the Australian bite and, and getting over to Sydney for my first Hobart. 
Well, for those who want to see Mandy off, the boat leaves? Sunday. We'll leave between uh, 8 and 10 a.m. on Sunday, and we're right out the back end of, uh, of Fremantle Sailing Club. We're probably the furthest pen away. We're on D Jetty, so uh, you can come down and, uh, and farewell us. Otherwise, we're also having drinks tonight at Fremantle Sailing Club from 5.30, so the Commodore's going to say a few words to send us off, and, uh, and you're more than welcome to come down and join us there. Well, good on you, Mandy. Well, let's just take a break from the sponsor, and we'll be right back. Perth Metro Property Group is the latest, most exciting new real estate agent. Expanding on their Kalgoorlie franchise, Perth Metro Property Group is your ideal place to go, whether buying, selling, renting or investing. Karen Bryars and Mick Martell are committed to finding you the best property within an ideal community. Perth Metro Property Group have enthusiastic and professional staff who live and breathe property. Find out more today. They are located centrally in the metro area at 211 Main Street, Osborne Park or visit perthmetroproperty.com.au. Station sponsor. If you're a tradesperson, Kennard's Hire has the tools and equipment you need, serviced and ready to go. If you're a DIY, Kennard's Hire has amazing stuff that goes... Cool! If you're a tradesperson, Kennard's will give you the right advice to get the job done on time and on budget. If you're a DIY, Kennard's will show you how to use it. Excellent! So make Kennard's Hire your choice for equipment hire because... Kennard's makes your job easy! Station sponsor. Welcome back, listeners, to Let's Go Sailing on 91.3 Sport FM. Good to be here with Ed. And Ed's going to run us through a little bit about the King of Karnak last weekend. I believe you were down there and watching the event, Ed. Yeah, well, I did fall on the event, Mandy, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's a new one, uh, and it's a beauty. I, I went down to Jarvis Bay Yacht Club, not being sure what to expect, but it was fantastic. It, it, it was a, a race involving a mixed fleet of windsurfers, kite racers, and non-foiling and foiling uh, uh, kite racers, kite racers foiling and non-foiling, catamarans, Hobies, F-18s and tornadoes. And they all started at the same time. So it was a terrific race. It, it went out to Coburn and uh, out to Karnak and back again, and that was the course. And who actually organises the event? Is it something that these classes get together and do, or is it affiliated with a club per se? Well, look, they had a bit of trouble because they didn't want to make it too big as it's the inaugural race, and they weren't sure about how it would all go. But the organisation was absolutely amazingly efficient. It was great. They had a fantastic tag-on, tag-off system where you put the key on, took it off, put it on another thing, and off you went. When you came back, you loaded it up again. They had a start with a rabbit. Now, I've not been familiar with a rabbit start before, and some of the listeners might not be. But this is where a boat tears off at 20 kilometres an hour, and the boats start on the stern of the boat that's charging off. So this was my first experience of that. That was really interesting. Uh, and the kite racers, they wanted to hang back a bit because they didn't want to tangle up their strings with the catamaran fleet. They had 15 rescue craft on the course, the sailors were absolutely a fit-looking bunch. <laughs> the course was 70 kilometres. You'd want wow. to be fit to sail that. Uh, it was proposed to do two races, but conditions struggled to meet the 13-knot minimum and uh, wind strength. Uh, and well-known kite racer Torba Mursky won the race by a long way, really, in the end, with two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, he's pretty impressive on the fall now. Oh, he's incredible. He quite often uh, scoots out on the, on the kite board 
board uh, when we're actual sailing. He uh, has been on the actuals uh, on and off for many, many years and uh, is well known to the fleet, but he often doesn't want to miss out in, on, the, on this action, so gets out there on, on the kite board. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he, look, he's very passionate about this sport and it's amazing the number of yachties that are getting into kiteboarding and uh, I think we'll, uh, we'll see it more on the uh, agenda and calendar of, of yachting events to come. And what about the atmosphere? What was that like? Were they, were they you know, parties and things afterwards? Were there, were there drinks on the, on the, on the foreshore? Or what, what was well, that like? Well, look, it was bubbling with anticipation at the beginning. And as I said, they were fit and, and, and they struggled to keep the numbers down. So uh, they, they sort of didn't have as many as they would have liked. But it's going to build up. Uh, the interest for me was the VMG, that they, the different kite things did like mm. a, a kite racer was not as good on vmg which for those who are non-sailors <laughs> means getting to where you want to go um and uh they weren't as good as the uh, as the the kite boards uh but uh, the tornadoes were closer to the wind so that was a bit of an interest and then afterwards a lot of bonhomie amongst the sailors because it's quite an achievement yeah absolutely in fact i just read of a uh, a gentleman kiteboarding um from perth up to the norwest cape I I think he's almost at the end of his uh, trip, but that's some 1,300 nautical miles, and they're just mad, these guys. They really are. But the future of this race, I mean, they're going to plan it as an annual event, are they, Ed, or is it something to be done biannually? What's the, what's the plan? Uh, yeah, it, it will be an annual event. Uh, they'll be having an annual event down there, and it will grow. Um, and I think the, the whole thing, the speed, the fitness, the physical challenge, the element of row gaining and navigation thrown in, I think it's going to be big. Of course, we've got a couple more of these events coming up with the Lighthouse to Leighton on, uh, on the 6th of December. Uh, and then there's another one, the, uh, the Lancelin Ocean Classic, which will actually be in its 30th year anniversary from the 15th to the 18th of January. So there's plenty of that sort of thing coming up. It's great to see it. Great to see. And you've been following, uh, getting back to the river, the Cock of the Swan. Yeah, well, this is another interesting race, Mandy. It's not on this weekend, but it's coming up. Uh, it's actually coming up on December the 7th. Uh, it's a great race on the Swan River, and it's uh, the 51st of this event. Last year it was won by a foiling moth of Scott Sharp. Uh, they have a monohull and a multi-hull section, and it'll be a start and a finish this year at Mount Bay Sailing Club at 2pm on that Sunday, the 7th of December. It's been the domain of the skiffs and the tornadoes, and uh, it's been uh, there's been some really interesting winners over the year. The inaugural race was won by uh, a gaff rigger, Thera, skippered by Bill Lucas. Rolly Taskers won it on Siska. Alan Bond won it twice in Apollo in the 60s and early 70s. Ex-Premier of WA, Richard Court, won it in an 18-footer. Uh, and there's nearly two decades then where the 18-footers, the 14-footers and the 16-footers battled it out. Uh, then there was a long spell of victories from the 49ers and uh, then the Tornadoes have done well in it in the multi-hull uh, fleet. They've won it for a long time. I know that there's always a late run of entries, but anyone who's thinking of entering this great race should get in touch with Dean Capel down at Yachting WA. I watch these kite races, Mandy, and uh, I don't think they're in the cock of this one, but anyway, that's another story. It's a pretty <laughs> impressive trophy, and uh, it, it's pretty amazing, and uh, I reckon it'll be worth getting that uh, that trophy. It's got this magnificent rooster, and it's on the top of the thing. It's, it's a fantastic trophy. <laughs> fantastic. Maybe we need to get that in the studio with you next time, Ed. And, uh, Mandy, you've been following the uh, Malaysian match racing regatta, which is on at the moment, yeah, too. Yeah, the Monsoon Cup in Terengganu is, is on at the moment. The uh, the main event, so the, the Monsoon Cup that is the 
traditionally has been the last event of the Alpari match racing tour for the Grade 1, uh, has been moved. So that's the main event will be um, back in to, uh, the 10th to the 14th of February next year, and it will be the 10th anniversary of that race. But they have these regional qualifiers called the Monsoon Cup Terengangu, and Sam Gilmore with Neptune Racing is there with his team and so too Matt Jerwood with his Redline Racing team. And after the first day, they were sitting uh, one and two at top of the leaderboard. There's a field of eight entrants, mostly um, Asian nationals and uh, I think three of three of the, uh, the six other teams are Malaysian. And it's certainly great to see match racing really taking off up there in, in Asia. So we've had winners in, in the proper Monsoon Cup, so the Grade 1 event, Peter Gilmore won it twice, uh, 2005 and 2008, and then Adam Monoprio won it in 2009. So um, Sam's big brother uh, David will be there in, in uh, February, so too will, um, will the Black Swan Racing guys and Keith Swinton, and they'll be, be looking to do good. But we wish uh, Sam and Matt all the best for the remainder of this event, and we'll be watching them closely. They've got a great Facebook page, and they're also on Twitter giving live updates of, of each flight. So if the listeners wanted to uh, tune in, that's the place to do it. So thanks very much for your company this afternoon, listeners. Please stay listening to 91.3 Sport FM, and particularly The Breakfast Show, which we regularly update with Sailing Matters. And if you missed today's broadcast or wish to listen to it again, or hopefully even share it with your friends, you can do so by podcast on the 91.3 Sport FM website this afternoon. So if you have any information or comments for Ed or myself, you can email us at freemantlesailing at iinet.net.au. Please keep the mail rolling in. Good afternoon and let's go sailing. Well, let's go sailing with Mandy. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks very much, Ed. <laughs>